Ladies and gentlemen, prepare for a murder most foul. <laughs> for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Hey. Yay. Yay. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. That elevator music. Yes. <laughs> hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulvio Cantarmaggio. And I'm a Michael Lister. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you are. Yeah. Welcome. Experiencing it through your ear holes. Yes. <laughs> Nothing like an an audio experience. Mm. That's for sure. <laughs> um, yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us for another another episode. And if it's your first time, hi, welcome. Please Hello. please never leave. We love your beautiful faces. <laughs> um, yes, cool. So another week has passed in the world. Um, Fulia, yeah. what's going on with you? Is there a, a nice little highlight from you or, or a big bunch of cool things that happened this week? Well, um, as soon as we finished with the podcast last week, I subscribed to Disney Plus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Disney have got you in their clutches. I couldn't, I couldn't put it off any longer. Damn straight. There was stuff on there that I really wanted to see. And I was really late to the Mandalorian game, so I was like, "All Better right, late I, than I, yeah, <laughs> I really want to jump on that." I too was late, but worth the wait. Right, yes. right. Oh my goodness, I binged. We that have sh- your money now. <laughs> <laughs> I binged the Mandalorian in two days. <laughs> That's great. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then I watched uh, the the gallery of the Mandalorian. Yes. Um, the final episode came out uh, on Saturday. I think it was Friday or Saturday. And I watched that. So I finished that now. <laughs> In the one week stint of me having this trial for Disney Plus, I have watched The Mandalorian, The Gallery. I've been watching the first season of Lilo and Stitch, the series. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Pixar shorts. I've watched um, Frozen 2. <laughs> yeah, you, you've definitely been using that free trial. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Um... So Disney Plus has been a big highlight for me this week. Great. <laughs> That's a good highlight. Been catching up on a lot of, you know, shows and movies that I hadn't seen yet. Mm. So I'm like, all right, I'm finally I finally got it. I have the time. I'm good to go. <laughs> um but then going back to um Netflix Finally, Mystery Glacius Season 2 had dropped. Oh, cool. Yeah. It came out on Wednesday, and I binged it in one sitting. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's not hard. It's like a 20-minute 
um, episode series, and there was only like about six or seven episodes. Right. So not very many, but it is probably one of the best Netflix sitcoms that I have watched. Oh, uh, cool. Because, you know, Gabriel Iglesias is the best. He's so funny. And the fact that he's got a lead role in a TV series now is so good because he can put on his voices. Yeah. <laughs> I love his voices. Me too. <laughs> he uses that because he, he, the, the premise of this actual series is he is a history teacher at a high school. Oh, God and, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> and it is so good because of his character is very, um, very sort of comforting to the students. Mm. They, they always look up to him and they're always asking him for advice. Yeah. Um, Oh, but man, can he make them laugh. He makes everyone <laughs> laugh. It is so good. Um, and the supporting characters, like the other, the supporting characters are the students yeah. as well as the other teachers in the school, right. including the principal, who is so funny. I've forgotten her name though, what, um, that plays the principal. Um, anyway. She's great though. Oh, she's so funny. Mm. You, you, you'll know when you see it. Um, and yeah, it, Mr. Iglesias is definitely worth the watch. Um, but this week has been Disney Plus week yeah. <laughs> for me. Nice, <laughs> just nice. all over it. <laughs> and oh, and I also watched a few um, Pixar shorts as well. So I was happy to be able to watch um, Out, mm-hmm. Bow, and I've forgotten the name, the actual title of it, but it's the one with Jack Jack, where he's being yeah. baby, baby okay. sad. Nice. Uh, Jack Jack Attack. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> yeah. that's a cute name. <laughs> nice. I know it too well because yeah. that's. Because that's the only Incredibles uh, thing that uh, Zelda will watch. <laughs> <laughs> Films are too long. Because, uh, well, she likes Baby. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, really, because she also likes the um, Simpsons shorts with Maggie mm. as well. I love them too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, that, it's pretty be, that's pretty much been my week, uh, mm. apart from doing my regular streams as well. Uh, big news for, for my streaming is I have a new look. Got a new, yes. I've got a new logo going on. I saw that. Um, which is thanks to Bethany Griffiths. Thank you so much for your awesome Yay, talent. Hey, Bethany. <laughs> um, 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 uh, what, what, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's feeling neglected. But <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what happened? What happened? What? Look, you seem to have a lot on your plate. So I went straight up to... <laughs> No, no. You got no hard of, feelings. It looks good. You yeah, got out of that one pretty well for <laughs> He bought it. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Easy manipulated. <laughs> Easy manipulated. Uh, but yeah, so new look for Foolish Fuji. Um, nice. Go check it out if you can. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much been my week. How about you, Wayne? Nice one. Well, I think you've had a much more productive week than I have, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, I've been laying low this this week and, yeah, have uh, just been at work, really, mm. um, working in the shop and uh, working at home uh, with, uh, with some new creative projects and ongoing creative projects, which is really exciting. So hopefully... Um, in the early stages of a of a big production, which is Yay! again can't say exciting enough times because it always is slash terrifying. Um, so yeah, put, put, putting words on paper, I suppose, is mm. is what I've been doing. And ha- oh gosh, have, I've had the flu in that time, and of course, oh. normally you just kind of like, oh, it's the flu; it's the time of the year. But now. Based on the situation that we're in, because of COVID, you're like, oh my gosh, I've got the flu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. A doctor won't even see me, won't even let me through through the door. It's a phone consult and, and it was fine. But yeah, no, just common cold. But did have to leave work early um, last week as well. I was like, I made it to three hours and I said, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you even went in. Yeah, well, I feel bad not, yeah. not going in because okay. during the week we're usually light on staff. And again, it's because you know that it is just the cold. And yes, it does make you more susceptible. Um, but, you know, like, you know, you sort of own limits and stuff. You're not like um phlegmy or anything like mm. that it was really really minor any other time no dramas whatsoever um but yeah once i got to work i was like oh my gosh i need to leave <laughs> <laughs> you know um but but yeah so I've, I've yeah been laying low this week but feel like i've been quite productive enough and um yeah in between working in the shop and working on some creative um pieces i've been getting uh, cat cuddles from Gypsy, so uh, so I've been in a good place. That's can't good. complain. Yeah, nice. Um, how about you, Mike? What have you been up to? What I've been up to? Well, same as usual. Be still going to work. Uh, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be a little bit more hectic now uh, that uh, that Victoria is going to be more a bit more restrictive at the moment. Yeah, but that's all right. Um, yeah. Um, well, this week has been a bit of a bit of a weird one because my daughter has has been having a a uh, bit of a cough, mm. so so I had to get her checked this week, mm. uh, which is a bit difficult. You know, yeah. it's not very nice having having something down your throat. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but it came back the next day, which is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, it was all negative, so yeah. she Great. she can go back to daycare. Very good. Which is which is great because because this Friday is usually my uh, Fridays are usually my it's my me days. Yeah. And they and I usually save them up for like doing me things. Yeah. <laughs> and this is particularly interesting because there's a there's a upcoming project that I'm going to be part of and uh, I I've been asked to do a bit of sketching. Been doing a bit of drawing, so I've been getting my eye in. Ooh, exciting! On, on the drawing in the drawing nice. department. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'll be. Some, I was going to say, Mike, someone as talented as you, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the wonderful illustrations you would, you would do for Fred, I think I think whatever you're working on is going to be amazing. Wow, well, no pressure. Know, I'm my own worst critic, and just like, no, this is terrible. Yeah, well, all, all creatives are, mate. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been working working hard, hard on that, and it's been fun, really, because I didn't touch um, uh, I didn't I didn't uh, touch Minecraft once this week, Ooh. which is a bit weird, because so I always like just knock out a couple of hours on Minecraft, yeah, doing my doing my thing, yeah, and that just watching TV. Um, tried to watch something that that um that's going to come up in <laughs> later in the show. But did half an hour in, and I thought, no, nah, <laughs> not worth my time. But I did. I can't wait to I hear your wa- thoughts about it later on. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did watch another another show that I, I pro- probably veer towards that. So I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I watched the um. Do uh, do you guys know the the show on uh, Prime? It's called uh, Last Last One to Laugh or something like that. Yes, I've heard of I've that. I've seen the ads. I've seen for the that. ads. It looks yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. was it good? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, 
Yeah, the two episodes up and... Oh, my God, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because that premise is just awesome and, mm. and yeah, it, it is what it is and it, it's a bit risque, <laughs> oh. which is which is a bit of fun. Yeah. And I got a few chuckles from that. It, it's awesome. Yeah. I won't spoil anything, but it it's basically, a, a, it's a game show. So. Yeah. It's, isn't it like the, there's like a bunch of comedians in one room and the last one that laughs wins. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's sort of like that. Uh, you, I think they got like five hours, and whoever wi- whoever finishes at the five hours, uh, if they can do five hours without without laughing, then uh, then they win. Uh, I'd be out yeah. in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out in five seconds. <laughs> it was really great because because they got the cameras up on them like like full on. Yeah, and it, any smirk or even even one <laughs> that. They, you get yellow cards and red cards. Oh, which, they're very, yeah, very it's, tough. <laughs> yeah, it's that serious. Uh, and of course, you got all these top comedians, mm-hmm. uh, Australian comedians on. And uh, I don't know, should I spoil the, the comedians? Uh, yeah, go for I, it. I, yeah. I, I think go. I've seen most of them in the commercial ad, so. Yeah, because I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually, I knew of it, mm. but I didn't know who was in it. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, because the Rebel Wilson hosts it, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, Rebel Wilson hosts it. Um, who who's in it? Uh, Anne Edmonds, uh, of course. Yeah. She's she's, so she's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Becky Lucas, mm-hmm. uh, Dry Singer, mm-hmm. Ed Cavallari, yeah. Joel Creasy. Yeah, of I course. love Joel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, of course, um, uh, uh, Frank Woodley's in it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick. No, not Nick Kappa. Nick Cody. Nick. Yeah, Nick Cody. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cody. Uh, I know I'm missing someone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't, oh, I can't remember. That's it's so bad. That's a good. Um, that's a good lineup, yeah, though. It's a good assortment. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they're all yeah. they're all in there trying to make each other laugh, right? To make them yeah, yeah, lose, yeah. yeah. So 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 of course, uh, <laughs> you just got to look at Frank. It's like no, nah, they're trying to steer clear. Yeah, from yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta look at him. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like, yeah, Frank's like putting paper clips on his tongue. Is like. I really want yeah. to watch that. Yeah. So yeah, so I highly recommend that one if you get the chance. <laughs> if you get if you get the uh, if you get uh, Amazon Prime. Prime. Amazon Amazon Prime. <laughs> if you if you feel like giving some money to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Well, you could do with more. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, clearly yeah. He's, yeah. he's he's going through. He's some struggling. Yeah. Especially going through COVID. Oh, how, yeah. how, how's he going to cope? I know. No one's using Amazon now. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Home delivery? What? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> so that was my week. How was your week, Kendall? Me? Yes. Well, um, yeah, my, my week has really been mostly non-eventful, just uh, working away as usual. Uh, things have been pretty busy this week, which has been nice. Uh, but outside of that, I've just been doing a mixture of being creative and and relaxing and 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 watching a lot of things this week. Um, so I'm I finished Space Force finally, 
which is, which is really, <laughs> really good? great. I actually still haven't started it. No, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. It probably, as a whole, not as good as I thought it was going mm, to be, right. but still very enjoyable. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I love I love the premise of the whole thing, and I like where it's heading, so I, I hope it gets renewed for a season yeah. two, because there's a silly little cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, but I need to know, <laughs> need to know more. Um, but yeah, there was some really funny stuff there, really interesting stuff. Steve Carell's just... Yeah. yeah comedic gold as we all know um yeah so that was really good uh and i um finally am happy to announce on the podcast i am up to date on supernatural oh hello. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes! fully is like we can now have full-fledged conversations yes, yes. <laughs> we can talk anything and everything about it i know it all i am yeah finally finally caught up so that was that was great i yeah now i'm just tender hooks awaiting the final seven episodes because god it was it was really starting to get a momentum and like just poor boy anyway won't go into (laughs) it but it's fantastic um i really have enjoyed that and yeah and then just watching more of queer eye and i've been getting through watchmen as well which i'm nearly finished which i'm excited to uh excited to finish because it's really starting to get quite good um, that's been awesome. And then there were two movies that I watched for the first time that I'd never actually seen. Mm. The first of which I, I think I'd only seen bits of, uh, back in the day, but, uh, I actually watched, uh, Miss Congeniality one and two. Oh, hello. Yes. Cause they're both on uh, Netflix, I think, or Stan. They're on one of them. Um, and I, so I watched one on Tuesday and then another on Wednesday. Did you enjoy them? I did. Yeah, 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 I did. Part one particularly is the one. Part one is pretty much, seems like a classic to me. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's, it's really, really great. (laughs) I like part two as well. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little bit different because of, they, they, they change, kind of change Gracie's uh, Mm. character a little bit in that one, which I didn't really like too much. Yeah. But, um, like... You know, it's her and Regina King being badass. So yeah. that's, that's, that's always a win. Um, but yeah, I was, I'd never actually fully properly watched them. Mm. I'd never seen anything to do with number two. So right. yeah, so that was good. So lots of lots of fun watchings for me this week. So yeah, that's that's probably all I really have to say. Awesome. Yeah. And now I'm here and we're all here. We are. And we're going to get into a hopefully very fun podcast um, and check in with the week that was on the Nerdy News. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, it's nerdy news time. And, uh, yes, very, very sad to start off the news this way, but we have to talk about two icons that left this world this week. Uh, starting with the passing of the legend that is Sir Ian Holm, uh, who passed away at the age of 88 this week. Um, most people that listen will know him from a million and one things. He's done it all, been in it all, just given incredible performances in every single piece of film, television and theatre along the way. Um, most people will know him uh, in terms of his breakthrough into film. It was with uh, Ridley Scott's Alien in 1979, where he played the android Ash, um, a wonderful antagonist, if there ever was one in sci-fi, that's for sure. Um, yeah, he's fantastic in that, of course. He uh, also in other sci-fi ventures, such as The Fifth Element, 
Um, he was in The Day After Tomorrow. He was Oscar nominated for his role in Chariots of Fire in 1981. Um, but most uh, people in pop culture will know him, of course, as the lovely Hobbit that is Bilbo Baggins, um, appearing in both uh, Fellowship of the Ring and Return of the King, and then he also returned for the Hobbit trilogy as well. Um, yeah, very, very sad to hear of his passing this week, and just, yeah, what a tremendous career. Not only was he nominated for an Oscar, but he was also nominated for and won uh, BAFTAs and Emmys and... Olivier Awards for his stage and just, yeah, everything. He did it all. So um, we will definitely, definitely miss uh, Sir Ian Holm. That is for sure. Um, and our second icon that we lost this week is just a woman who lived an extraordinary life. And that is the wonderful Vera Lynn. Um, most people will know her as, uh, as a woman who basically just kind of kept things light during the Second World War for the troops. She, uh, you know, as a, as a proud British woman, she uh, went overseas and entertained the boys, um, tried to keep their spirits up, and, you know, she sang songs, performed shows, um, and kind of became synonymous, synonymous with the British wartime effort um, as well. Uh, her most well-known song, of course, is We'll Meet Again, um, which I've had stuck in my head all week. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. She had such an incredible voice. And she lived to 103. Wow. 103. And I was reading about her earlier today, and she released a compilation uh, album called Vera Lynn 100 uh, in recognition of her 100th birthday three years ago. And it either went number like in the top five or number one, but it, she was the first centenarian to achieve that. That's amazing. Yeah, to have a, a CD like chart the yeah. way it, that CD did. So just what a legacy she leaves behind, yeah. um, and we'll definitely miss, but we'll always have the music. That is for sure. Okay, moving into other news now. We've got a bunch of movie news to talk about, starting with. Uh, some casting news for Guillermo del Toro's upcoming stop-motion animation Pinocchio for Netflix. Uh, this film was announced nearly two years ago now, but uh, stop-motion animation does take a while to uh, you know, execute perfectly in the way you need it to. Um, but they've announced some casting, uh, which is really great. Ewan McGregor is going to be voicing Jiminy Cricket. In, uh, in Pinocchio, that's going to be really, really cool. Uh, I, I, he's got such a well-known, recognisable voice, and so for him to, to basically be the conscience uh, is going to be, going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, that's for sure. I cannot wait to see that film. Um, more casting news. This was a controversial one uh, that seems to have divided everybody, uh, but it looks like Kristen Stewart will be playing Princess Diana, in a film by the name of Spencer, which is to be directed by Pablo Lorraine, who directed Natalie Portman in uh, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, this film is going to be basically taking place over the course of a couple of days in where uh, Diana um, kind of figures out whether or not she wants to still be married to Prince Charles. So wow. it's set, yeah, so it's set during kind of a tumultuous time in the early 90s. Uh, it's not going to cover her tragic demise or the scandal following their separation and divorce or any of that stuff. Um, but obviously there will be some tumultuousness 
of their, the beginning of the end of their relationship, I think, in this film. So, but yes, not everybody is on board with Kristen Stewart as Diana, but she is a very talented actress, and I, th I think she will do very well with what she's given. So I am definitely looking forward to watching that. Um, something I'm not looking forward to watching um, <laughs> is... Ooh, okay, so one of the producers uh, for um, the Mamma Mia, dare I say, franchise, mm -hmm. um, Judy Kramer, this week she was quoted as saying um, basically that there's going to be a third Mamma Mia film because there's meant to be a trilogy, you see. I know Universal would like me to do it. That's, that's her quote. Uh, yes, so there's going to be a third one apparently. No word on it hasn't been a, it hasn't been greenlit. No word on when or if or how or why uh, this film will exist. But I've just been wondering what the title is going to be. Um, maybe it'll be Mamma Mia, How Could I Resist You? I suppose <laughs> uh, might be a nice little. Well, it'd be the best thing about the movie. Yeah. I mean, like, come on, we're we're going through a pandemic. Hasn't the world suffered enough? Like, yeah. Do we, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> well, apparently. COVID is slightly to blame for the delay of, of this threequel. Well, there you go. Something good's come out of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Kramer actually said, I was meant to have been getting on with uh, the third film in my head during these months, but then I got hit with a COVID fog. Uh, so, mm -hmm. yes. Take your time. Take your time. Yes. <laughs> take your time. A yes. long time. Long time. Don't rush. It's totally fine. Um, okay. Um, so... Let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, so, uh, unsurprisingly to everybody, the Oscars have been delayed mm. um, to the 25th of April next year, Anzac Day for us here in Australia and New Zealand. So that's interesting. Um, so the really cool thing, though, is that now the eligibility for uh, nominations has been extended again. Mm -hmm. um, so it, the eligibility will end on the 28th of February, which is when the original ceremony was set to take place. Uh, so that's really cool. Uh, the nominations will be announced on the 15th of March, 2021, and then the ceremony will be held on the 25th of April. Uh, and <clears throat> this awesome thing's happening on the 30th of April. They're finally opening their museum, the Academy. Oh, wow. Yes, this museum they've been teasing for for an, a couple of years now. That mm. I think they showed a sneak peek of at this year's Oscars. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, that's going to be finally open to the public on the 30th of April 2021 in mm. Los Angeles. So that's very exciting stuff. But we have to wait a little bit longer to see who's going to get those big awards. So no announcements yet as to whether or not the Golden Globes or, or um, the SAG Awards or any of those other ones around that time have been delayed. But now with the Oscars being delayed, I'd say that's probably inevitable at this point. Um, the Emmys are still supposed to be happening in September, but who really knows what will happen? Yeah. We will see. Um, but speaking of major events, um, another one has been cancelled uh, to wrap up the nerdy news with some gaming news. Um, some sad news this week as PAX has been cancelled for uh, Australia this mm -hmm. year, will not be going ahead. It was supposed to happen in October, as is usual, but because of 
everything and COVID still uh, not being under control, um, yeah, they've decided to postpone slash cancel the event. So we'll not be going ahead. Um, I have seen whisperings online of maybe a virtual thing, probably similar to uh, what San Diego Comic-Con is doing, which is pretty cool. So uh, if you're interested, maybe go on PAX's website and have a look, see what they have to say about that. But yeah, no physical event for PAX until 2021. Um, yes, that is it. Mm. That is the nerdy news for this week. Fulia. Yes. Is there anything in there you wanted to touch on? Um, <clears throat> definitely a sad loss for Sir Ian Holm. Mm. Um, he was such a great actor. Yeah, oh, he amazing. So many. I think, wasn't he also the master in Doctor Who? Uh, no. Wasn't that John Hurt? Sorry, no, no. He was the, he was in the anniversary episode. I've forgotten his name. The war, the wartime doctor. Oh no! Yeah, that's John. Hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Coincidentally, they were both an alien together. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the better alien film. Yes. Yes. Um, but yes, um, definitely a sad loss. He's yeah. Such a wonderful actor. Um, mm, loved him in in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I just wanted to touch on the PAX Australia. They have, I think they have announced that they're going to do an online virtual thing um, where it's going to go for about like just under a week worth of um, like panels and virtual sort of, you know, things that you can do like esports and stuff like that. Most likely going to be utilizing Twitch for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume since, you know, that's like the biggest gaming streaming platform that you could, mm. um, that you can, um, use. Um, so I was actually kind of looking forward to going this year because the, the only time that I, I've only ever gone to PAX once in my life and that was probably about four or five years ago. So I was really looking forward to maybe going this year since I've been gaming a lot more, mm. um, but because of what's happened, um, obviously, it's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, so it's de- they're definitely going to do what um, San Diego Comic Con is going to be doing. <clears throat> yeah. Um, just a very big virtual everything for their convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they'll be able to... They'll be able to also speak to, um, you know, overseas um, guests as well, yeah. like yeah. international guests. That's true. Uh, especially those who they would love to have but can't get down here uh so in this instance they won't have to worry about bringing them down <laughs> they could just call them on zoom or something mm-hmm. um so yeah um i i want to see what's going on with that because usually uh at a, at pax they usually do announce a lot of new news like gaming news mm-hmm. or pc gaming news um especially you know software hardware consoles doesn't really matter but if if it's about gaming, it's there. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's awesome. Um, the only reason why I haven't been to any of the <clears throat> previous years, um, I think it's because I, I'm just a casual gamer. I'm not a hardcore gamer. I suppose it, it appeals to all types of gamers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think for me, it's, it's more... It's more The PAX is more a case of um, a lot of the different like YouTube or Twitch gamers mm. um, that they have as guests compared to the Comic-Cons where they have, you know, stars from TV the, shows the and names. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, in that instance, the only the, the one time that I did go, 
it was all right for me, but at that time I wasn't such a huge gamer. Yeah. Now that I'm getting into it a bit more, I'm really interested in you know checking it out and seeing what's new and you know that's out mm-hmm. there. I'm excited about some new Nintendo releases that have been announced, and oh my goodness, can't wait. But um, yeah, so PAX Virtual, I'll, I'll probably most likely visit it. <laughs> How about you, Wayne? Yeah, um, like you, we've had some sad passings mm. um, th- this past week. But look, two very talented humans who left incredible legacies ran a solid innings. Nothing but celebrations, really. Yeah. For 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 what they've contributed to to culture and just to I guess humanity, really. Yeah. Uh, when you think about it, yeah, I mean, for sure. you know, keeping morale up during a war is not easy, no. <laughs> at all, no. at all. Um. So yeah, like sad, but you know, you can at least say, well, you contributed so much, and mm. that's and that's a lovely thing. That's a, it's a wonderful thing to leave a good legacy behind. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, the biggest tragedy this week was the third Mamma Mia movie. Um, but <laughs> let's not dwell too much on that because we may be willing it into existence. Yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah. I'm interested about um, Kristen Stewart playing Princess Diana. Mm. This is interesting because um, she doesn't quite get a lot of favour from the public. And I don't really know why. I mean, I think it does harken back to Twilight and... Yeah. Um, and maybe some things that she was doing during Twilight. But, you know, we're all perfect, I'm sure, and none of us make mistakes. And we, we you know, none of us would throw the first stone. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, for the record, I really like Kristen Stewart. I think she's yeah. really talented. Yeah, I um, the, the The double punch, though, is that you've got an actor that people don't, that the public doesn't really seem to warm up to, mm. playing someone who the public generally adores yeah (laughs) um and has pushed into sainthood yeah very true um and biopics uh, about uh diana do not go well have not gone well no at all have never whether they've been made for tv or whether they've hit the big screen they generally don't get good reviews they generally don't get good numbers um so this is going to be a difficult one to pull off however i'm quite interested in this um after you telling me kendall that it's set during uh just before the breakup of the Waleses. so that's quite that's quite interesting Mm. because we know that diana had some confrontations with camilla during her marriage and it's really the trashiness in me that wants to see at least one of those depicted on screen because Mm. let's face it um, for those of us who watch The Crown, that is what we want to see on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Season four, baby! Yes. <laughs> we want to see that moment when Diana goes downstairs, I think, to a cellar, and there's some people there, including Camilla, and they're the last two standing in that cellar. And Diana says to Camilla something along the lines of, I know you're seeing, I know, you know, you're seeing Charles, you know, stop it, cut it out. And Camilla says, well, you've got the, you know, you've got the whole world loves you. Um, what else do you want? And Diana says, I want my husband. Oh, it just comes from daytime soap opera, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was watching Days of Our Lives. I know, I, I know. It went something like that. I, I, 
I don't read too much into it. I just dip in and out and hear things every now and then. Um, so it has the potential to be really interesting. And I do like that it focuses on something quite specific because it's something that we can then also relate for those of us who've been in relationships or long-term relationships or have known people or have had parents who have broken up. I think there's that sort of connectivity. And definitely with the legacy of Diana, um, she's humanized a lot more. Mm. Um, after her passing than yeah. she was when she was alive and, and people do feel more of a connection to her so yeah that's that's going to be an interesting bit I'm, I'm going to watch the progress of that film with with interest because I think it'll go either way that's you know? true I um, think it could yeah because yeah. I actually feel like the at this stage in, the, in this climate with momentum and everything The Crown will probably be the first title to tell a Diana story that will have as close to universal approval from the public as as anything has, I feel. So it'll be interesting how this one sits as well. Mm. Yeah, uh, Mike, how about you, mate? Uh, yeah, well, the biggest um, kick in their guts was really Ian Holm mm. for me. Um, yeah, I've been been such a fan ever since ever since I, I saw him um, in Fifth Element. Really, mm. it's probably mm. the fir- first movie uh, that I've seen, and then I. I went back and I just, I just adore aliens, uh, alien, sorry, mm. yeah. uh, not the other one, uh, <laughs> but it's really sad because there's a lot of, um, actors in that, that have gone, which, which you got Ian Home, uh, Ian Home and John, John Hurt and all that. Yeah. And, um, oh, what's his name that passed away like last year, um, Oh gosh, I'm gonna look up his name because I'm gonna be pinching myself when yeah, I don't. That's right. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in. He was. He's in everything. He's, really. Yeah, he was a character actor that was just like in everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, Harry Dean Stanton. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. He was also in. He was also in Avengers as well. He was. Yeah. He was the. <laughs> he was the janitor that approached Bruce Banner after he, the Hulk had smashed through right, the ceiling. Right. Yes. And he's like. So that's a funny thing. What, what does he Are say? Are you like, an alien? I, th- I think you've, you've got a problem or something. What does he say? Uh, are, you, uh, are you an alien? No. Well, you you may have a condition. Yeah. <laughs> well, son, I think you've got a condition. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yes. They. Yeah. yeah. He's great. And and of course, of course, I'm I'm a big fan of um, uh, Lord of the Rings as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he plays a great Bilbo. Yeah. And also some trivia, he also played Frodo as well in a BBC radio That's right. uh, version of wow. it yes. in, in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, kind of fitting because uh, I think I think maybe Peter Jackson did that f- just for the just for the for the hell of it because he played Frodo. Now he plays Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, kind of legacy casting sort of thing. Yeah, and unfortunately he has been he has been ill for years. Mm. And yeah. And if you don't, if you don't know the story of getting him in the Hobbit was a bit of a chore because he couldn't actually leave the UK mm, because because he was um, suffering from Parkinson's. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he couldn't actually remember lines or anything. So it, if you if you watch the Hobbit and it looks like it's edited sort of weirdly, that's that's the reason, really. Okay. Yeah. That's sad. And yeah, it was sad. And and yeah. It'll be it'll, it'll definitely be missed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um and I suppose that's it really. Well, the Mamma Mia, I'm not really um 
holding my breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been having a look at the lyrics as well, and uh, yes, I've been broken-hearted since the day you started. <laughs> sort of fit, fitting. <laughs> why? Why? That's the one. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it, Mike. You, you got it. Part three. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Mamma mia. Why? Why? <laughs> I've been angry and sad about the things that you do. <laughs> that's what the audience is saying. Yeah. I can't. I can't count all the times that I've told you. We're through. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's... I see, I see no story in it, and haven't they haven't they done all the songs? Well, you would think. Uh, Abba released a lot. I don't know. Is 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 anyone here like a an Abba aficionado? Not really. I mean, I know they they released a bunch of albums. They released so... a crap load. Yeah, but I say that with affection because I do love Abba. Yes, Abba was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But surely they've done all the popular runs now. They're doing they've all got the s- obscure ones. Well, they've got some really good gems that you know not a lot of people yeah. know about. You know, they're doing the B side. <laughs> Why do they call it Mamma Mia B side? Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the B sides. Because the oh, Mamma Mia, because there's ABBA songs you haven't heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're making yeah. it. <laughs> Even ABBA haven't heard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're all they're all made made especially for the movie. Yes. ABBA's coming back. ABBA's coming Yay! Back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. That was the news, guys, for this week. Uh, which means now it's time to roll on up to a certain trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All right. Trailer park time. Three trailers as per usual to discuss. Or in this week's case, two teasers and a trailer, <laughs> uh, which is fine. One really small. And a pizza shop. And it- <laughs> <laughs> two, te- two teasers, a trailer, and a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. Um, so, starting with the very small snippet of Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought this was going to be an actual, like, proper teaser trailer, but it was basically just a, sort of like a peek at a scene uh, of the upcoming Snyder Cut uh, that kind of teases Darkseid, uh, basically the DCEU's Thanos, really, the the puppet master pulling the strings behind everything. Um you don't really get a proper close-up of him because it's like, you know, the, there's the main focus of the the clip, which is of, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot looking stunning as ever. Um, with some narration, I think it sounded like Lex Luthor, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, um, uh, being all cryptic and whatnot and creepy, uh, but it was very effective. Uh, and then, yeah, and then it cuts to like this uh, big CG shot of, of uh, Darkseid and his ships and troops amassing um yes very foreboding stuff i'm i'm i mean i don't really need any anything to be like yeah i'm watching this because i'm already watching this because mm. i'm really curious to see what w- what could have been if uh you know if life hadn't have intervened 
for, for Zack Snyder at that time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a nice, interesting little glimpse, little tease. And I think a lot of diehard DC fans are probably pretty excited, mm-hmm. you know, to see, to see dark side for the first time live action is pretty big. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really have too much to say about it, but I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on board, still on board. So Fulia, what yes. do you think? <laughs> we were all expecting something a little bit more than just a teeny tiny scene. Yes. And we went through a few different trailers to make sure of it. Yes, we did. <laughs> Um, uh, there's not a lot to go by, but I, being that I'm not much of a DC fan myself, I didn't really understand the context. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know who that character was Mm -hmm. that, um, Diana was staring at. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit lost. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you say that he is the DCEU's Thanos, then it's, it may, it, it's you know it's safe to say that there's gonna be some epic chaos. Yes. So, <laughs> That's um, for sure. yes. Um, look, I've I've seen Justice League and wasn't really a huge fan of it, but that doesn't mean that I won't watch this one just to see how Zack Snyder takes it. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, Wayne? Uh, well, yeah, like, uh, I'm kind of like you Kendall as well. All I needed to know was that this thing existed and I'd be like, yes, I'm watching it. <laughs> um, so I didn't particularly, ne- I didn't, didn't need a teaser. Um, I don't need future teasers or, or any trailers or anything like that. This came across more of a, of a, an official announcement that the Snyder Cut is actually a thing, mm. um, as we discussed a few weeks ago and, um, yeah. And then just sort of hinting at what that might entail so i mean look if you needed um anything to get you excited about it if you weren't sure about it i think this might just do the trick especially if you're a fan and you got the visual um cues and clues but you're right there's not really much to discuss really because first of all we've got a film that's already established Mm. it's now more of a curiosity is how will it be different um and also will it be better because there's no point unless it's actually better or a bit more, um, or if you feel it's more cohesive or a bit more engaging. Um, if you had any problems with uh, the uh, original theatrical version of, of Justice League, you're going to want something out of this. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed the original theatrical version of Justice League, your feeling towards this is just going to be more curiosity mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, if you're quite dismissive of the DC EU, it probably isn't going to do one thing or another. But um, for me personally, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, did this trailer make me more excited to see it? No, I don't think it really gave me anything to, you know, jaw dropping or anything like that. So I don't particularly know how good or successful it is as a trailer. Mm. Um, again, it just felt more of a, of an official announcement that um, the Snyder cut will be released next year. So that's all it really did for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. Um, uh, if you if you haven't read up, read up on it, um, it's um, people have been talking about it, and it's sort of sport for me of what happens at the end. But yeah, yeah, I, th- I suppose people, if if they didn't know, yes, a dark side was supposed to be in it. Um, he was like the big bad. Mm. It was it was going to be it's going to be a huge reveal and all that, but. But yeah, it's just a little snippet. Um, yeah, before before people like yell at us, um, it could be it could be contention that uh, 
uh, Thanos could be the dark side of Marvel. Which he is. Because, <laughs> you know, release date and all that. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I see what you mean. I see, because if, 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 if the, the film had come out the way it was supposed to come out, it would have come out a whole six months before Infinity War. I see what you're saying. And that Marvel generally just rip everything off DC anyway. And they've oh, always done no. throughout no, their no, entire no, 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 I'm not saying, saying that. No. No. But it I'm just goes back that. to the comics, Mike. It's fine. No. Just from I'm day dot, say- it just goes back. I'm not, I'm not I'm saying... I'm sorry, he gets I'm to be Captain Marvel and, uh, and not, not Shazam. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not saying that Deadpool is a complete ripoff of... of, of um, uh, ooh. What's his, what's his face? Um, oh... One eye guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, that's the point. It's more popular than shit. Um, I don't really think that's the point at all. <laughs> uh, He's got one eye. I'm sure Cyclops is in there, mate. <laughs> I'm going to Google this. What are you Googling, Kendall? Who I, did Deadpool rip uh, off? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what DC character did... Deadpool. Deadpool. Rip. Deathstroke. Oh, Deathstroke, yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow, that doesn't yeah. sound similar at all. Deathstroke, <laughs> Deadpool, it works. Not, yeah, not in name. Not in name. I mean, Darkseid's not the same as, as Thanos. No, no. Well, because, you know, they've copied so many characters off DC, they're like, oh, we've got to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> stop. Yeah, but I get it. No. No, you stop. But they, <laughs> they will. You. <laughs> Yeah, you. <laughs> Do you come with the car? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, I don't know what to say. Oh, except for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to hear your lovely voice. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, Mike. Please go on. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it it's kind of interesting that that they're releasing a, a teaser for something that doesn't exist. But kind of always did, but just didn't. <laughs> no, they have to go back and actually make it. Well, yeah. Well, it's not a cop to save it's face. It's not uncommon to release like a, an announcement or even some test footage or something like that for a film before they've even made the thing. But why do they have to make make it a year? Surely they can get it done in a month. Probably, but I think it if just it, builds. I th- if it's all, I think it just sort of builds up hype and so forth more than anything you want that anticipation because it's costing them a shitload of money <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why that's, that's fair yeah i want to see test footage in this final cut or else i'm walking <laughs> yeah walk out of your lounge room to the next room go for it yes, yes i want i want to see i want to see the guy who plays um uh uh Evil Dead. What shit? What's Bruce his... Campbell. Name, no, no, names the faces. Death, Deathstroke. What? No. Dark side. What's it? Dark side. Yeah. Dark, dark side of the moon. Yeah. Pink Floyd. I want to see Pink Floyd. Yeah. I want to see the person who who's playing Dark Side in 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 uh, in motion capture suit with the bobbles. Yes. I want to see that shit. In the final cut, or otherwise it's not a real Snyder cut. Fine. I actually just want to see a decent film, to be perfectly honest. You're not going to get it because it's fucking Snyder. <laughs> look, Savage. look, there are, there are uh, a, a lot more inferior directors who um, have helmed 
uh, comic book movies <laughs> and probably shouldn't. Kendall, you could name a few. Um, but oh, oh, yeah, could I? <laughs> yeah, I think you could. Um, mm. When are we watching this and Michael potentially walking out on this? <laughs> <laughs> of my own. Of, a, of my own phone. <laughs> I'm going to throw my phone across As the As I said, you walk out of the lounge, mate. <laughs> that, will, that will depend for us here in Australia because, of course, uh, the Justice League, uh, the Snyder Cut, will be available in the United States on HBO Max in 2021. Here in Australia, that means Foxtel, baby. So Foxtel now. Foxtel now. May have to resubscribe for that. Uh, but yes, 2021, stay tuned uh, for more of that. I'm sure we will have more to talk about over the next 12 yeah. months. Exciting stuff. Okay, next trailer is a teaser trailer for an upcoming Netflix series uh, by the name of Cursed. Uh, this looks really, really cool. Uh, I really like the visual style uh, of this, all of these slow motion action shots and focus, slow down, like focusing mm. on one person, watching them go and like just how seamless and like the, the sequencing of the whole thing. Like it just looked, it was really visually captivating. I really, really liked that. Uh, it reminded me of, um, and it's funny because it's, this is kind of, it's the story of Excalibur, mm-hmm. I suppose, like- but a, an alternate telling of it. Um, and it just, but it visually reminded me of Guy Ritchie, like in the way he, he does the slow motion mm-hmm. sort of stuff where it, you know, Guy Ritchie actually directed the last kind of big screen version of King Arthur yeah. legend of the sword a couple of years ago with Charlie Hunnam. Um, but here we have this version, um, and it's, you know, starring Australia's own Catherine Langford, mm-hmm. uh, from 13 reasons why. Um, very talented young lady, uh, and Knives Out too. She was in that. Mm. Oh, we gotta keep remembering she's she's in Knives Out. It's not just Thirteen Reasons. She's had she's had a good career so far, but this might be the next big thing for her, especially on Netflix. Um, but yeah, it's only a teaser, so we don't really get too much of what it's going to be about. But yeah, she's she's wielding Excalibur. The sword is in the hands of a queen, not a king at this time. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I really want to know more and I'm, yeah, I think I'll have to have to check it out when it, when it drops. Yeah. I don't really have too much to say. Otherwise I, th- I just thought it looked really cool. So I'm excited. You're excited for Leah? I, I'm not usually one for watching period style TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, what? but what do you mean? You love Downton Abbey. That's a period TV show. I, I mean, more, more so like... <laughs> That you mean period. older period, yeah, like yeah, medieval-ish. Like that sort of stuff, yes. Sure. No. And what do you call the crown? <laughs> that's it's a period, that's please. 1900s. <laughs> this is like... It's not modern day, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not into... Me- I don't really watch medieval type shows. There is we go. what oh. I meant. Um, so... <laughs> Although I have watched Merlin, about, so I'm not sure how What about sure Studio Ghibli? <laughs> what about Studio Ghibli, Mike? That's says? not a TV show. <laughs> it's not a TV show, but it's still period shit. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry I even said anything, okay? <laughs> um, I'm not making fun. I'm just holding you to a camera. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. pointing out that I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yes, so 
I am a little bit excited to actually watch this. Um, Good. It's a classic story, but with a bit of a twist to it. And I'm, I, I like the idea of the fact that a female is going to be wielding this amazing sword. Yeah. And I, I like just from that teaser, you could see something going on with her face, which yeah looks really I interesting. Like that. Because I was like, okay, obviously the name of the show being cursed sort of presents the fact that maybe the fact that she did pick up that sword meant that she's now, you know, done something that's now cursed her specifically. Yeah. Um, Can I just say I really like the effect on that? Yeah. The the way that like mm. the that, that it subtly just appeared on her face. It, yeah, it's just it's very subtle. These, like, it's not full on like some mm-hmm. some people with their special effects. They'll like the visuals. They'll they'll go full face, like a distortion or something. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one's just a little bit subtle for coming from the side, and that's as far as it, it goes. It was just so well done. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. Yeah, yeah, I I really like I really like that. Like it had always been there, and you'd only just noticed it. Exactly. Yeah. So super cool. I'm kind of looking forward to see where that goes and how how that happened to her yeah um but yes kind kind of a bit excited for this one nice. <laughs> how about you Wayne? yeah yeah it's, it's i'm intrigued by this one yeah. yeah um i don't have much to say about its um content but i also agree that i love the visual style of this mm. i like the color palette mm, yeah. as well nice color palette. Yeah, yeah it's um and katherine langton hello yeah just yes. a, a incredibly talented she actor so yeah happy that that she's got a major production as well and that she's leading it now mm-hmm. um which is which is great to see um this does what a great teaser should do is it just make it just whets the appetite enough so that once the trailer drops you're gonna now really get more about the plot or the storyline um so i'm looking forward to the actual trailer to see to learn more about this show but again as as a teaser it does it does what it should do mm, um and true. yeah no again um aesthetically i think this this looks really lovely um but um, I don't know if lovely will be the right word to use. Yeah, <laughs> it's going. It looks like it's going to maybe get a bit down and dirty. But again, having a strong female lead, that's just a bonus as mm. well. Because, well, why not? And we need more of them, I think. Absolutely. Um, and again, a, a, an incredibly um, talented actor to, to be in that in that lead. Yeah. What did you think of Coast, Mike? Um. I do enjoy the Arthurian legend. Uh, I studied it at school, so... I I am so I am familiar of the of the legend, mm. the myth, the legend. Is it true? Is it not? Who cares? Um, yeah. And I definitely enjoy all the adaptations as well. And this one will be an uh, an interesting one because you know, first time you see you see a female hold uh, holding that realm mm. and Excalibur and all that. So I'll be interested in that. Um, yeah, uh, everyone said said it said it quite elegantly before me, so I can't really add to it. Uh, I suppose I can go down the cisgender route. It's like, oh, a, a, a female. It's supposed to be a male that takes the sword from the stone or from the lady in the lake. This is PC gone mad. <laughs> but no, I don't. but no, it's not. It's not like that. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> but you've still appeased our right-wing listeners. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Well, they don't call it white privilege Absolutely. for Absolutely. <laughs> and it's my privilege to tell those guys to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Very well said. Nice. Okay, so Cursed will be streaming on Netflix on the 17th of July. Not too long. Not too long Yay, to go for that. My birthday month. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> North. Okay, all right. So, we have come to the third and final trailer for this week's episode, talking about an upcoming comedy film uh, by the name of Palm Springs. Um, This is my favourite trailer of the week. Um, I am really curious to watch this. I'm wondering if it's going to be good or bad, because I feel like... I feel like maybe, I don't know if all the best bits were in the trailer or I don't know. It's hard to tell with comedies because mm. sometimes they do kind of, if you know, poor tra- if poor trailers are made, they put the best jokes in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's that's not what we want. But um, I like the Groundhog Day inspiration, the, the that concept of, you know, characters reliving the same day over and over despite, you know, what they do. Um yeah, that's really fascinating. I, I kind of want to know more about this time loop that's happening and who's caught in it because I can't figure out if it's just certain people that are caught in it or if it's just the two of them, uh, our two main characters. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. They didn't make there, that clear. There's a conversation with, um, with like the the older guy. Mm. In it, who who seems to be in on it? Yeah. So you kind of that's a, a really good point actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so yeah. Andy Samberg is the the male lead in this one, um, and he's you know there to be freaking hilarious as he always is, um, and he looks like he gives another very funny performance. Um, Kristen Melody uh, from How I Met Your Mother and Fargo and. Uh, she was in Black Mirror as well. She's very talented, so I'm I'm really excited to watch her in this. She's the female lead, and then yeah, J.K. Simmons is mm. the older man who's who's in it as well. So this is a stunning cast, if I do say so. Um, yeah, but it looks like a, it looks like a lot of fun, like crazy kind of escapism sort of comedy mm-hmm. where anything goes and there are no rules kind of thing. So yeah, I'm really really curious to see what you know because these kinds of Concepts always seem to have bigger meaning to them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what the the writer or the director wants to tell, in terms of the story and the messages they're trying to send. But so I wonder if there's going to be any kind of commentary in that sense, uh, or if it's just going to be a, a straight up feel good, you know, romp of a of of people living in time loops mm. uh, in, in Palm Springs. What a, if you're going to live in a time loop, what better place? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to checking this out. Uh, Fulia, what do you think? Um, it looked like fun. Um, it, but it's, I suppose the fact that it's one of those time loop gags again, being that it's done quite a few times in the past, um, I'm wondering whether this is going to be the same or whether they've got something different about it. Um, and so I'm sort of on the fence about this one. Okay. Um, it did, it, it did get a couple of giggles out of me um and the fact that i love andy sandberg he's just hilarious mm. in general mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm just i am kind of worried that it's going to be you know the same tropes as 
previous films that have tried this sort of style. It's a very popular trope. Yeah. Um, so I'm like wondering whether, like, I'd, I'd be interested to watch it just to see with how they actually get out of it. Yeah. I'd like to know how they get out of it mm-hmm. or what it is that's causing this time loop for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, probably not my favorite trailer, but it still look, still looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd like to at least see it just so that I know how they... <laughs> how it resolves. How it resolves, exactly. <laughs> how about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, I think I'm more on, on par with Kendall. Yeah. Well, this one was my favorite trailer this yeah. week. Um, and yeah, it seems like just a bit more of an edgier... Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in, in indie sort of yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. There's elements of fun here, but I feel like it's going to have some dark places, and I like dark humour. Um, I, too, hope that it's not one where it's just the best gags are in the trailer. Mm. The trailer was of a substantial length, mm. and it did show a lot of gags, mm-hmm. um, which is fine, because if you're not going to see anything else about this movie, there's enough time between now and its release, perhaps. Um but I'm optimistic about this one. I, I think this movie looks like really, really good. Actually, um, you're right, fully. Lots of familiar tropes here, especially mm. you know since gra- it's you know the Groundhog Day trope now, and you know, um, and Groundhog Day probably wasn't the first to use this trope, but it was definitely the most popular. It's true, um, and and most well known of it, and still is really. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to Palm Springs. I think it it looks fun. I like the cast as well, um, and I you know haven't seen a lot of them um, in other material but um, you can I don't know they just give off this energy and that's evident in the trailer Mm. and that's not always a common thing really Mm. but they're really selling the vibe of this film Um, so they sold it to me successfully so hopefully uh, you know they've sold the dream I better get it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yes, I, I'm looking forward to Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. How about yourself, Mike? Um, yeah, uh, definitely is interesting, and yeah, it is my favourite trailer because it's the only trailer on this list. Yeah. Uh, the other ones are the yes. teasers. Get it. <laughs> yeah. True. Boom. Um. Yeah. Uh, I suppose the the interesting, the the intriguing thing for me is um how they're going to explain the. Uh, obviously the Groundhog Day thing uh, is it is it all in their mind is it or is it something sinister or anything like that mm. uh, or is it the lost thing that they're in pe- purgatory spoiler <laughs> but oh. <laughs> <laughs> right what? so Wayne just rolled his eyes oh <laughs> uh, so I just yeah <laughs> just <laughs> lost as a general rule oh my gosh sorry go on <laughs> <laughs> We, we shouldn't mes- mention Lost? Oh, you can. Just don't expect an enthused reaction from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I spoil yeah. it, because... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those... It's... Oh, gosh. How to take a brilliant premise and fuck it up royally is what Lost is. But go on. <laughs> yeah. You know that for Kendall's kind of... giving me dirty looks and I don't know why. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean But you to. see, it's a mystery box. It's a it's mystery a box. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, what else can I say? Andy Samberg's always fun. J.K. Simmons is always cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting because if it's on Hulu, then we'll probably have to wait for it to actually be officially released because, um, 
we don't get Hulu in Australia. No, so. Well, the SBS seems to have get their content though. Yeah, okay. uh, maybe it'll be so. on SBS then. Yeah, would be yeah, nice. Po- that would yeah. be nice. <laughs> would yes. be nice. nice. Would be Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah, yeah. Because that because um Castle Rock's actually on Hulu and I have to wait for it to actually be released so I can watch it. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen that either, Mike. I really wanna I really wanna watch it. Yeah, I think you can get it on DVD now. You can get season one. Season two's coming out in July, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Season two's good. Yeah. It, yeah. There's definitely a lot of uh, wink-winks to Stephen King in that one. Yeah, well, they, they um, bring in Annie Wilkes, so... That's, oh, hello. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Can't yeah, before, before Misery. Before Misery, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cuj- it's a young Annie Wilkes. Does Cujo make an appearance? Uh, there's references. Yeah. Um, because Cujo is set in Castle Rock. Yeah. Um, there's a movie. Is the movie called Cat's Eye? Yeah, Cat there's Eye? a yeah. movie called Cat's Eye. I yeah. think Cujo makes an appearance in that film. Ah. Yeah. I think, ah. Yeah. I think you say. I think you see him running down a street. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> and I think the tricky, the like, sort of the, you know, um. The sort of big deal about that is that it is purposely set after the Cujo story yeah. to sort of indicate something supernatural about Cujo himself. Yeah, okay. Yeah, which is oh, kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's on a YouTube video somewhere. Okay. Yeah, because that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> that someone discusses that. Cujo and Cat's Eye. Oh, fuck, yeah. there's like a hundred videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mike, anything, yeah, so anything I- else? Yes? Yeah, so um, Palm Springs. (laughs) (laughs) I did it again. (laughs) So yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be interested in watching watching Palm Springs. Yes, fucking (laughs) hell. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you're interested. (laughs) 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 Kendall, when will we be seeing Palm Springs? Well. For those in the US of A that have Hulu, uh, it will be available to stream on the tenth of July. Ooh, yes, soon, soon indeed, indeed. All right, thanks everybody. Yay! That's yeah. another excellent trailer park for another week. Time to roll on out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's time wait what already yeah <laughs> unless anyone has a quickie review no 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 quickie reviews that's how quick <laughs> <laughs> so quick you can't even hear him um it's time for, for... popcorn culture yeah <laughs> yes popcorn culture time it's popcorn culture time yes all right so, um, whew, this is going to be fun. I'm, looking, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I'm really looking forward to this all day. Um, so, uh, yesterday I posed a, a, an interesting... Uh, how do you put this? Um, just a proposition to my, my fellow co-hosts to see if they would be interested in watching a certain film uh, before recording today that we could discuss on the show. Um, and the film turned out in such a way that I felt that maybe it warranted an entire <laughs> popcorn culture discussion to it. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. But of course, uh, I am talking about uh, the latest uh, live action, uh, I, would, I would say big screen, but uh, and I would say blockbuster, but n- neither of those things are true. Um, fa- <laughs> fantasy film live action from Disney based on a book series, Artemis Fowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're all review gonna, time. So we're going to do a big review on this, <laughs> giving all our thoughts uh, and general just questions um, mm. about about certain aspects of this. Mm. Just going to discuss this, mm. give our thoughts one by one, and then yeah, it'll probably just evolve into a, a ramble and a rant. I think <laughs> uh, we'll see how we go. Okay, so Artemis Fowl. Um, this film, for those who didn't know, it's actually been in the works for nearly 20 years. Uh, Disney bought the rights to make the, uh, film before the book even came out. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. So yeah, very, it became a very popular book series though in the, in the two thousands. Uh, and I never, I never read them because I was, I was too busy reading Harry Potter. So (laughs) sorry to this book series, but that's okay. Um, so when I, when I saw that they were making a film, you know, when it was announced, like, uh, it was announced a while, like, uh, like in production announced, Mm. I should say a while ago, it was cut, they filmed it in 2018, directed by Kenneth Branagh, icon, legend, all round hero of cinema and stage. Uh, love Kenneth Branagh very much. Uh, and you know we have um, Colin Farrell, Josh Gad, uh, and you know a, a bunch of new faces, and of course Dame Judi Dench uh, as well in uh, in, a, in a fantastic role. So yeah, the, everything was kind of in place for a good film. That's not what happened though. It's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately not what happened. Um, yes, I'm very confused by this movie. So I, I just, my overall consensus is kind of, I feel like the film that they were setting up is the film I want to watch. Mm. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but how, but we're going to, just full disclosure, we're going to spoil Artemis Fowl. There's going to be spoilers everywhere. So if you are actually interested in watching this film, that warning has a 10% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So... <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I blame myself for this. It's fine, guys. <laughs> the onus is on me. I take full responsibility. Um, yes, but yeah, we're just going to go into full spoilers. But yeah, uh, so basically, where we when when the film ends, it's only ninety minutes long, which is very short for a fantasy film, mm. especially one adapted from books. This one adapted the first book and parts of the second book, and I'm just wondering. Are those books fucking batshit boring then? Because nothing happened in this movie. Because it was it just felt like set up and set up and set up. But and that, but it then gets to the end where they're like, okay, now we have we've banded together, and now we're going to go seek out the bad guy and stop them from uh, you know hatching their evil plan. Um, that's that's the movie I want to watch. Mm-hmm. This was everything that took place in this film. The you know the. The whole thing with the Aculos and, um, you know, uh, Artemis Fowl Sr., played by Colin Farrell, being kidnapped by the bad guy. Uh, all of this, and then the fairies kind of coming and, and, and staging a, a war bat- slash battle against the Fowl Manor. Um, I feel like all of this would have been done in the first half of a normal film. Mm. Like, this is something, you, this is your first act. Yeah. Or your 
maybe into second act, setting up for the final act. This, but instead they dragged this out for the whole film and that's what it was. Um, there was little to no character development for me at all, which was very disappointing, especially because you're trying to build a world here. Mm. You need to, if you want to make a, this into a franchise, you need to be able to find ways to keep people interested, keep people invested, most importantly, in these characters that we're not familiar with, especially for something that's just, you know, every, like, so many reviews I read on Rotten Tomatoes were like, you know, Harry Potter was mentioned so much. Yeah. And I mean, I've already mentioned Harry Potter at yeah. the start of the show, you know, start of this uh, uh, popcorn culture. But yeah, like it just... You know, there's just there was just no great care I think taken or our time because they kind of gave kind of short introductions to our players and then we were straight into the story. Mm-hmm. There was no like ten to twenty minutes of like really trying to con- connect audience and characters and like just kind of become like I said become invested in them because there's a moment where we lose we lose one of our characters he dies and I I was still getting emotional because I thought the performance you know from from Artemis Fowl uh, Jr played by Ferdia Shaw who is Robert Shaw's grandson most certainly is from Jaws yes (laughs) you knew I was going to say that we talked about it off air we did yes Um, that was a big reveal for me. Um, but yes, Ferdia Shaw was Artemis Fowl Jr., uh, the main character. And yeah, he, he gave a really nice performance in that moment, but I was just like, but I'm not, I'm not connected enough, uh, you know, to, uh, I don't want to, don't want to call him Butler because he hates being called Butler as we, as Isn't we all Don, know. Don Butler? No, um, I'm going to Yeah, Dom for short. Dom, Dom, yeah, Dom. Dom. Yes, yes. Dom, that's it. Um, yes, and yeah, that was an emotional kind of scene, but then he was immediately revived for no apparent, like, kind of weird reason. I didn't understand why the fairies blocked the, the, the magic for some reason. There was a lot of, that's another big thing for me, I, they didn't really explain why certain things and why certain decisions were being made. Why did they feel the need to send in one fairy to go after this troll? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's got a backup team without any kind of fanfare. And then when they when she gets captured, they're like, "We're sending in everybody and all of this and blah blah." blah. And I'm just like, "Why is this happening? <laughs> what is going on?" Um, and then to to wrap up my in- initial thoughts before I pass it on to Fulia, um, uh, there is a wonderful quote that I really really liked. Um, <laughs> From um, Josh Gad's character, uh, Mulch Diggins, uh, who narrates the entire film for some unknown reason. Um, and, I mean, he was fine. His performance was fine. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of come and go with Josh Gad, uh, but he, I didn't mind him. It was just the vocal work that really grinded my gears. Mm-hmm. Same with the wonderful Dame Judy. Dench mm. grinded my gears. Who hurt. had the same voice? Who had the same voice? They put on the same for some weird reason. Gruff. I'm like, why? First off, why would you cast two actors, albeit very talented actors, in these roles, and they could, you know, take them or leave them? But 
if they don't naturally have grovelly voices and you can hear them going in and out, especially Josh Gad, when he was yelling, you could hear him lose the gravel, like the, the, that voice, yeah. his voice change. That wouldn't happen with someone who just has a growly voice, right? So why are you casting actors that clearly can't keep the consistency? And just why and, is that type of voice necessary for these characters anyway? Exactly. Like yeah. exactly. That's it. Oh, that's another point. It's not like a species um, specific thing. No, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're talking about a giant dwarf. You yeah, know? and a fairy. And a fairy. Yeah. Like you can do whatever. It's fine. But the the quote that I wanted to point out, which is so meta, and I it was literally the only moment in the film where I actually showed genuine care or emotion. Uh, he says that they, that him and uh, Dame Judy Dench's character both sound like a pair of hippos with a throat infection. <laughs> and I loved it so much I had to write it down. I, otherwise, I was going to forget it. So, and that kind of just sums up my my thoughts on this film. And I'm sure I will think of more things that piss me off <laughs> as I listen to your guys' thoughts. But overall. <laughs> chime in when I do either yeah no overall like I've seen worse films but this is just disappointing they had such potential to turn this into something pretty damn awesome uh, and they missed it and I love Kenneth Brenner but what the fuck man what the fuck anyway Fulia <laughs> please what did you think of Artemis Fowl <laughs> yawn yeah, very much yawn. Yeah. I was crocheting while watching this. Oh, yes. Being productive? <laughs> yes, being productive. But uh, I, there wasn't really much anything interesting to keep me watching the screen. Mm. I, like you said, was very disappointed. Um, it, it didn't... It just really didn't pique my interest. I was waiting for something exciting to happen mm, mm-hmm. but this thing between the fairies and the foul manor just took so long yeah that i was like well if this is where it's going then why am i even bothering well, see, didn't it feel like <laughs> that they were building up to they, something they were definitely building up to something and then it didn't eventuate what really kind of grinds my gears is the fact that this kid has this attitude about him. Yeah. Against the fairies who... Like, I don't know the story. And... No, well, it wasn't in the movie, Fulia, that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, never read, I've never read the books. Yeah. Um, like you, I was a Harry Potter girl. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I... I just... I felt like the Artemis Fowl Jr. character just wasn't right. Just didn't seem right to me. He, he seemed to have a bit too much attitude about him. Um, you know, too much sass. Yeah. It, it, it really wasn't necessary. If he was after something to save his dad, why didn't he just be nice about it and be like, look, I need your help. This is the, this is the thing. Can you help me? Yeah. Rather than being all, you know what, I'm going to kidnap a fairy and then have the whole army come after you. So that you can then bring a troll in to, to unlock a freaking lock that's in the house yeah. that I don't know how to unlock. It just... It was too much. It was all over the place. Yeah. I just... I don't understand why they did that. It made no sense to me. 
it went some it just went into this whole blown out war too quickly and then all of a sudden it's resolved at, and that's the end of the movie and yeah. i'm just like what did i just watch <laughs> i i i've never been so disappointed in a disney film yeah <laughs> in yeah. all the disney films that i've seen that's a lot of disney films it out. is <laughs> And I was expecting, you know, something good from this because of the the trailer hyped it up. Uh, but yeah, it was a good trailer. It was a really good trailer, and yet we ended up with this crap. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, Disney. Yeah. That just it just did not work. No, did not work. No. No. <laughs> no. No. You're right. Yeah, didn't it fell apart? Julia has spoken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have, have spoken. spoken. Yes. <laughs> yes. You get it now. Yes. I <laughs> Shout out to Quill. Oh. R.I.P. To you. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Wayne. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to probably be a bit kinder on this oh. movie than both of you so far. Good. good. Um, but not too much kinder, okay. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I generally agree with, with everything you all are saying. Um, I tend to comment on how a lot of films, especially in like the sci-fi fantasy realm, um, tend to have an unnecessarily long gestation. Like when they mm. push over the two hour mark and go into two and a half to three, some of them three hours. You're just like, okay, editor, where were you? Mm-hmm. Um, in saying that, I the one one of my big um, critiques of Artemis Fowl is that it is too short, mm. um, especially for an origin movie. So I don't particularly think it's a, it's a very good movie. However, I don't think it's a boring one. Um, so that kind of has it because I prefer a bad movie over a boring one. I wouldn't say this movie is boring because a lot is happening because they're mm-hmm. cramming so much in into what, like 94 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there is just so much exposition, right? Where everything has to be explained and everything has to be repeated and, uh, but it's not done subtly. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no like outsider character where things can just be naturally explained or just quickly surmised um and you do have josh gad narrating um which really i did not like at all did not work for me as a as a narrative tool um for for this but um yeah this film needed to be at least half an hour longer yeah we um i agree we needed to have more character development we needed to understand who these characters are Mm. and how they interact with one another um because one of the the big problems i had is uh, the same with what you were saying fulia is artemis fowl jr is not a likable character so we are introduced to him as being this um, wealthy genius. I'm not wealthy and I never claim to be a genius. So I need to have something to connect to this Mm. character. So I'm on his side. Mm, For example, if we look at his relationship with his butler, Dom, um, what came to mind straight away was Bruce Wayne Alfred. Yeah. Because I'm a Batman fan and this is a very clear relationship that I'm close to. We always care 
what happens between Bruce Wayne and Alfred. We care what happens to one another. We see how much they love one another. We see that relationship. Why? Because, and I'm ignoring, you know, decades and decades of legacy and pre-existing knowledge because they show it in every single title that they have Bruce Wayne and Alfred. You see the relationship. You see this genuine love and care they have for one another. Even in Batman and Robin with George Clooney. No, you absolutely do. You yeah. absolutely see it. Yes. It's in it's in the performances, even in that movie. Mm. Um, you, you can see it. So here we have a friendly relationship. Absolutely. But not nothing is really given. So that when Dom does have... Um, a very um, serious injury and Artemis is by him, doesn't want to lose him. Dom doesn't want to go because, you know, he loves Artemis and so forth. The music swells. I did not care. Nothing, nothing stirred within me Yeah. because I'm like, you've not given me anything no, in, no, in the no. preceding time to actually care about either of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Artemis is such a genius and so clever that when all the fairies come to his mansion, um, that Artemis and Dom, you know, have holy, um, weapons. And in the one minute they've got her weapons they are the masters of them, aren't they? They know how to use them. And not only that, yeah. defeat an entire army yeah, who have been it. using yeah, them all their it. lives. Nah. And those fairies, when I say all their lives, are like, what, 100 years old each, yeah. right? At least. At, yes. le- at, at the very minimum, because Holly herself is 84. Yeah. <laughs> and she's young. Yeah, and that's very young because she looks the same age as, as Artemis. So he's that clever. He's unaccessible. We, we can't get to him. No. And it means nothing can hurt him. Nothing mm. can penetrate him because he's too clever. Yeah. He, there's no flaw here. No. You know. No. Um, so there's there's a lot of problems like that. Yeah. I think the subplot of, of Holly is more interesting. I really liked her. Yes. Yeah. She was really good. Yeah. And look, I have to say, as a side note, I actually think the performances across the board were pretty good considering oh, yeah. the material. Yeah. So yeah. I think, like, you know, the cast is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Dear Shaw, is, uh, it's his very first performance, right? Uh, debut film yes i think debut anything oh wow yeah i believe this is his only imdb title but okay please correct me if i'm wrong no 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 um so but he is very very yep you're right right? that's literally the only thing he's done yeah so for a debut like he's fine enough right But I don't think Kenneth Branagh has the material, has whole material enough. And again, this goes back to the writing, to the rewrites and so forth. I feel like if you're a fan of the book series, you're going to be incredibly offended by this. And I feel like if you know nothing of this world, as all of us, I'm not sure about you, Mike, but you know, at least the the three of us who've who've already spoken, um, know nothing of it can find it a bit confusing. Um, That's exactly... There was yeah. some yeah. some review I read that said exactly that. Yeah, yeah I you, feel... You've hit it on the head. Yeah, and like for me, again, because there's so much exposition, I got to sort of... I got enough. Mm. But I got enough information, but I didn't get enough to care about anybody or anything. So this is why I was never bored, right? Mm. Because I was being fed so much information yeah. and keeping on track of things. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we have the climax that, that, that comes... 
But it's not even an exciting one. It's a good battle. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's okay. It's done well enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, fine. Um, and the CGI is not that great, especially the first time we see that troll causing havoc at that yeah. wedding or whatever it was. Yeah. It looked so bad. It looked really bad. It, yeah, yeah, it was not good. Overall, this movie feels like, it. kind of to what you were saying, Kendall, it feels more like a prologue. Because now that we've got the prologue out of the way, we can have a movie. Yeah. Um, however, if a, if any future films, there won't be any, but if there ever are, or if it's rebooted, mm-hmm. um, there's going to have to be a lot more work in establishing these characters, their dynamics with one another, and most significantly, making Artemis Fowl II likable mm-hmm. and accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's important. You can have someone incredibly smart, a criminal mastermind, you can do it. Again, he's essentially Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah. He's essentially Bruce Wayne. Mm. And Bruce Wayne, as of being a really weird and rigid kid, is still likable. He is human. Um, and th- this, for me, is the key. He is the, you know, we're supposed to admire Artemis, right, I guess. Hey, you know, we're supposed to look up to him or, or whatever. No. Mm. He's just, I'm, I'm just way too distant. So that character, because he's the protagonist, is the main flaw for me. In a film where a lot of the characters have flaws not because of the way they're developed but because they're so underdeveloped um yeah michael you didn't sit through this whole movie did you mate (laughs) yeah i sort of sort of dodged a bullet there yeah (laughs) based on what based on what you saw um Mm. yeah what what were what were your impressions and may i ask at what point did you walk out of this film and um and what made you decide to walk out of it that's uh, I sort of got um, when I was watching it. Um, it's it was doing all the pet peeves that I hated mm-hmm. um, when they're establishing characters and that it only took like they they only used like one scene. Mm. Yeah, uh, like the um, when uh, when Artemis is talking with his uh, psychiatrist. Yeah, it's like okay, uh, just cram in that. Okay, he's a boy genius. I get it. Okay, fine. Uh, but it could, but uh, it could have been could have been different if he was actually doing something, except for except surfing. What the fuck? <laughs> That's not smart. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just before school. I mean, was he from fucking Bondi? <laughs> Is this Lockie Leonard? <laughs> um. Yeah. I'd rather be watching Lockie Leonard. Um. Or Spy Kids. This definitely had some Spy Kids vibes. Yeah, though. definitely yeah. did. Which yeah. is a shit, when I watch it, it's a like, franchise to begin with. We can't. Yes, but <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, I like the first one. Yes, same. It, it, in a, yes, in an annoying way. No, no, that was harsh of me, but yes. No, you're right. It is true. The first one is at least entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Lava Girl and, and, and Shark Boy. Come on. No. Oh, one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> yes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I, actually, I'm going to put it out there right now. I would rather watch Artemis Fowl on repeat than watch um, Lava Girl and Shark Boy again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. As I said, I'm not as mean about H2 the two visual. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, jo- um, yeah, the voices annoyed me. Um, cause, cause, when you know um, actors really well, uh, and that's not their natural speaking voice, um, you get annoyed every time they fall out of it. Um, uh. It's a, it it definitely remind me of um, um, 
uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, mm. you know, with, you know, I jokingly call it the stupid voices Batman. Yeah. Because you got Batman with the, where the drugs go? Um, you've got Bane. Oh, welcome to the dark. Uh, and, and, you know, Joker, Joker's a bit funny. Uh, you know how I got this. Sounds like Tom Waits. Um, yeah, um, and I'm trying trying to remember where I, because I stopped because I was falling asleep. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Re- <laughs> really, because it's like as I I've sort of seen this movie before. Hmm. They and they introduce a MacGuffin. Yeah, which was an okay. Uh, I I didn't really understand. It's like okay, they're trying they're trying to get this. It's like. Um, I can't remember, but is there, uh, is there a tick, is there a ticking clock in it? Um, the, the MacGuffin itself. Yeah. It's not necessarily a ticking clock, but it's kind of like controls different portals to different dimensions or different worlds or something. It's like that. Aculus. The, the, Acu- yeah. the Aculus. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's kind of the, uh, I, I think it was kind of explained as the source of the fairies magic their power mm. um so that's why the fairies were very yeah. you know upset that it had gone missing and uh and all of that but yeah, yeah. That, that it was very convoluted storytelling very kind of hard to decipher you know yeah. and, and just the way that whole it just it needed to be smoothed out it just felt like it was like a, a ruffled t-shirt that needed ironing you know just, <laughs> i couldn't couldn't make sense of it very well yeah yeah, uh, I think I think um, I think I left like before uh, the fairies, um, especially when when Artemis met the um, the the um, the girl the girl. Holly. Oh yeah, the yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, I was slowly falling asleep, and it's like okay, I'm I'm sort of done. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Right, so I, I don't know. I guess Mike, you wouldn't really be able to score this movie. <laughs> I think it just sure. I, I think can. just kind of stopping it slash walking out is a score enough. But but if you feel like you can grade it, go for it. Sure. Oh, now sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. My segue should have been clearer. <laughs> um, I I uh, give it. Uh, half a Kenneth Branagh because <laughs> oh. he's not up to par yeah, yeah that's fair yeah. Oh, out of curiosity Mike do you think that you would be inclined at some stage to actually go back and just try to watch the whole thing just to say oh definitely say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think the problem for me is I, I was trying to watch it when when I was just it, it was the end of the day yeah so I don't know I'll, pro- I'll probably watch it like prop properly and i'll get back to you soon. yeah let's <laughs> yeah. see if you can uh, elevate it from half a kenneth <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not full brenner no <laughs> it's not it's not much ado yeah it's not much ado no it, which is which is the pinnacle of kenneth brenner yes very true yeah. well i get like personally i um yeah just reiterating, reiterating again, I don't particularly think that Artemis Fowl is a good movie, but for me, it wasn't boring. There was always something going on. It was a lot to sort of wrap your head around. Um, now, knowing it, or 
I think I know it <laughs> because it's, it's not the easiest of films to, to peg down. Um, if I were to revisit it, I don't know, maybe that would, would change because mm. I'm now just being fed information that I already know or maybe I'd enjoy it more this time around. Yeah, um, it, yeah it's, it's, it's hard to say, but... Um, it's so, sorry, but it sort of had the um, early 2000s feel. Yeah, of a movie, yeah. like you could you could definitely feel like it's all, it it could have like slotted in, in that in that sort of time period. Yeah, where but I feel like it, was, it would have been made better then. I don't know. Oh, yeah, story wise, at least story wise, yeah, yeah. it would be more forgivable forgivable then. Yeah, but but nowadays it's like we've 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 seen so many different storytelling and and um, and something like. I don't know. It's been loved by fans. I haven't. I haven't read the books. I'll probably. I'll probably go back and probably re- read them mm. just to understand it. Maybe I don't know if I have the time. Well, I'm in the middle of. I'm in the middle of uh, Dune. So. Oh, okay, nice. Anticipating yeah. that adaptation. Yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll be reading Dune and then watch the um, uh, David Lynch movie. Oh. Nice. Uh, and and then. Yeah, and wait for the the Dune miniseries to come out. Yeah, I've I've only seen the um old, the older miniseries I think which came after the David Lynch. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Which actually yeah wasn't I think bad on, yeah I think that came out in two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So with Artemis Fowl, um, again, like I look, I I wasn't offended by this movie. Um, I wasn't bored by it, but it isn't anything um all that special. There are a lot of flaws. But generally speaking, it does have some some good bits, just not a lot of them, <laughs> I suppose. Um, it's style over substance, but the style doesn't really, you know, doesn't really hold up. Um, the CGI is 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 generally poor. Um, the story is lacking depth. The characters are lacking development. Uh, yeah, not being a fan or not having read the the books that, that this film is based on, I'm probably a lot more forgiving on it than most. It didn't bore me, um, so I'll give it one and a half out of uh, five for this one. But it is definitely foul by name, foul by nature. Mm. Yeah, mm. fully are. D- does it taste foul? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just I'm very disappointed in you, Disney. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> this is not not a good film at all. Um, I mean, there were maybe one or two scenes that I didn't mind. Um, I will also reiterate that the voices of De- <laughs> Dame Judy Dench and, <laughs> and Josh Gad were not great. Mm. Um, it took me a minute to actually figure out who Josh... Like, I was looking at his character mm. at the beginning mm-hmm. thinking... So that I really had to squint to be like, is that really Josh? Oh my god, it's Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah, he did look a bit <laughs> like uh, the, the makeup, the makeup with the beard and all that sort of stuff was pretty was pretty cool. Mm. Um, his the fact that he can, you know, disjoint dislocate his jaw and open it so wide make was a bit it, creepy. Yeah, make it big. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen that picture and I have no context for it. <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am, and it sickens me. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. <laughs> um, uh, I won. <laughs> 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 I, 
Both rewards back to the score. One. Yeah. One out of five. Actually, out of, out of curiosity. Um... That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one. <laughs> it's a solid one. It's a solid one. Um, you know what this film does actually have, and I don't know if it's in, in the original text, but it has a, a typical Disney trope. Um, I don't know if anyone picked up on it, but the, about how, as we know, in a lot of Disney movies, they tend to um, antagonize queer characters. And this movie had it as well. I don't know if anyone noticed it, but one of like the, I guess, the high commanding fairies. The Griffin? No, it was a fairy. Oh, a fairy. Who um, was contradicting Judy Dench's character. Um, oh, the two I see guy. Well, yeah, the one he, that was sort yes. of the the one that was going between with the, the bad, one, bad the guy. Spy. Yeah, no, not even the spy. There was oh, this yeah. one character, and um, we we sense you know queer tropes with him because okay. he had he was the only one with the cravat, and he minced a little bit. Right, and he was the one who was sort of giving attitude, and I just found that really interesting as a character choice because he did nothing. Yeah, to, for the character for yeah. him. To be queer, but I just mm-hmm. kind of gone. I've gone. Well, Disney just every movie, <laughs> you know, every, every single movie, you, you have to push. Um, uh, you have to push an anti queer rhetoric. Um, so I found that interesting. I found that that's the one thing that Disney sort of does well, and mm-hmm. which is disappointing. Um, but even in like a sort of a nothing irrelevant character, but let's just um, add this extra let, layer to them and yeah yeah, yeah I, fa- I, fa- I found I found that interesting especially in the time that we're in yeah. to be perfectly honest or, yeah. or he could be French no he wasn't <laughs> it would, if he was French he would be fine um, but no sa- sadly not no um, I will add one more thing though um, why wasn't the, uh, the the bad guy's character developed at all I have no I the main villain? Yeah, the main villain. As I said, Opal. There was... this fi- Opal, yes, this film is a fucking prologue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There, there was nothing about it. I have no clue his, about his motives I have, or she, her motives. Well, I have no no idea yeah. the, the purpose of, you know, this villain at all. And the villain did not really do anything in this film, really, except for... Kidnapping, kidnapping. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sort of like this, um, you know, this um, <clears throat> not an agenda, but it's like this vendetta, you know, against against the fowls. And you go, okay, well, that's fine. That's kind of explained enough. But Nothing she does. Happened. But she doesn't even look like a threat. Yes, she's holding him captive. Mm. Yeah. But well, big deal. Yeah. You know, like the, yeah, like yeah. So as it's like this mastermind villain or whatever. No. I didn't get that. Yeah. Kendall. Yes. Well, uh, just to piggyback on that thought. um, So when I, when I was watching, I, you know, they usually in, especially in Disney-esque kind of family style films like that, when you've got a villain who is masked, you know, and we can't see their identity that that's usually a trope that just kind of hints that, Oh, there's going to be a reveal yeah. going into the final act of like, this is who the villain is. Yeah. And I was just looking at the, the, the person and I mean, not physically it matched, but or like sonically it did the voice. It just sounded like a slightly twisted version of Judy Dench's character right? to me. That's how, so I, I was waiting for the reveal yeah. that Commander Root was actually yeah. Opal, wow. the villain. 
but they never went there. And no. then you could kind of, like, as the film went along, you could kind of see shaded glimpses of the, the of Opal's face. Yeah. And it seemed like a young, youngish woman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, no, no kind yeah. of development or anything no. extra further added. And the only motivation I could find for her was the fact that she seemed to be just after the Aculos because, because power. Yeah. Yeah. Because ultimate power. World Unli- domination. Uh, world domination, <laughs> unlimited power. Mm. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. All of that uh, stereotypical nonsense. Um, yes. Just, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anything, so things that I liked about this film, which are few and far between, I, I, I really did enjoy um, uh, Lara McDonald as Holly Short. Mm. I thought she was... <clears throat> she was the the character I wanted to see the most of, and I was happy to see Same. on screen. Yeah, uh, she's a very talented young actress, and I I really enjoyed her endearing performance mm. as this up and coming officer amongst the fairy ranks. Uh, <laughs> the leprechauns that was great. I gotta say that was a great <laughs> play on words. L E P recon, f- fantastic. Well done. Ten out of ten. Um, as a lover of puns, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. That was cool. Um, but yeah, I really like, I really liked her, um, you know, and I connected with her, like when she was feeling sad about the fact that her dad had been killed. Yeah. Mm. I, you felt that. Yeah. 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 She really made you feel that. And I, I commend her for that. Absolutely. Um, that was, that was wonderful. But I just, yeah, I didn't understand why, um, you know, I, from what I've kind of gathered since watching the film and reading up on it a bit, is it seems like Artemis Fowl Jr. is more of a, not a villain, but like anti-hero mm. in the books. Yeah. Like he's not entirely supposed to be likable, but like so, like someone that's just, you know, morally, morally questionable in their actions. Like yeah. more, well, I guess as a criminal mastermind, you go, well, that's fair enough. That's yeah. implied. Yes. You know, but one could even argue James Bond. Uh, you know, yeah, it, moral, is morally questionable. Yeah, license to kill. Yeah, exactly. Like but yeah. and his methods and so forth. But his well, for some people, for most people, <laughs> hi. Um, <laughs> he's likable. There's something you can yes. attach yes. to him. Yes. And gosh, even he shows much more range of emotions and actual, you know, dimension to mm. his character yeah. as well. Yeah, that's um, true. So yeah. Gosh, yeah. Lex Luthor is a criminal mastermind. You? <laughs> you can do something that you can grab on with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You can, always, yeah. always, always. And yeah, and I and I don't necessarily blame 30 Ashore uh, no. for this. No, no, for no. a first time acting role and to be in kind of the lead mm. of a film like this, I, th- I thought he did fine yeah. with what he had. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there for, you know, to, for him to have a very fruitful career mm. when he's a bit older. Um, I, yeah, he has a nice presence on screen, but yeah, just for his character that, yeah, they just like, you really said it well when you talked about, you know, he's not like relatable in any kind of sense. Like they don't, you know, they, it's just, it's just, I wish they just spent like, you know, half an hour properly introducing him instead of rushing it. Like they did with every character, even, even, even Dom Mm. was rushed. Like, you know, because the first bit of the film kind of sets up uh, both the Artemis Fowles, Junior and Senior. And then all of a sudden, Dom's there. And you're like... And he doesn't appear until it's... Because you know how the film's kind of in retrospective until Dom appears and 
dad's gone, yeah. right? Because we now we know, okay, he's gone missing. That's what happened at the start of the film. And we've caught up or whatever. Um, or at least that's what, it, what is implied. But yeah, he's just introduced and he's not even really properly introduced. Like he should have been in those earlier flashbacks yeah. somewhere. He just appears and you're like, what? And because he's got these striking blue eyes, it's like, is he a fairy? What yeah. is he? Yeah. And the thing is, again, because of... Artemis Fowl Senior, what, you know, obviously he, he's a criminal mastermind himself, so, and, and he plays for high stakes, so he clearly isn't home a lot. Mm. So, hello, the mm. door is open to mm. show that relationship between our Artemis Fowl and with Dom as well, that mm. there has to be the sort of father-son figure here. You yeah. set that up in Act 1, mm. so that when you've gotten your tragedy towards the end, the stakes are high, you're, you've invested but this doesn't invest in anything. No. Um, I think the closest it probably gets is with uh, Artemis and Holly. Like, there seems to be a nice little connection there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For at least a strong friendship. And if anything, she could ironically be the one who humanizes him more. Mm. Um, but again, it doesn't do anything with it. No. You know? Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. And then I just, I found it so confusing how um, just Artemis was just shocked but not shocked by mm. the existence of fairies mm. like initially when you know uh dom shows uh him his dad's underground layer which yeah. is like super high tech super cool books everywhere really great and then like he learns that all you know all these stories aren't you know these myths are real yeah fairies exist all these creatures exist blah 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 but then like you know then you get the scene where he actually sees holly for the first time mm. and that's when he's kind of really wowed for yeah. some reason but then I say all that, and then I'm just. I, I, there was so much um, ADR in this that was just wrong <laughs> and like bad, and like so many times was it like um, <laughs> you, the voices were coming not from faces. Like right. the camera was fo- like was looking away from the person who was talking at the time they're talking, or you're getting the back of their head. Yeah. Or you know, like I, it was just yeah. It's it jarring. It was very jarring for me, and especially during that scene where you know they just he just you know sees the lair for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's all exposition. Yeah. The entire time you're down there, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's exposition dumpsterville. Like it's just yeah, I didn't 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 like it. Um. Yeah. Dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. Yes, absolutely a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know what else I can say. I kind of liked the character of um, Foley, the centaur. Mm. Um. He seemed really interesting yeah. and kind of like, like fun. Not funny, but fun. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of liked his character. How quirky he was. As kind of like you know this this the science sort mm. of guy. Um, I suppose, but the visual effects on on the centaur part of him were a bit come and go, mm. uh, and then I didn't get why the why he had to be on a moving platform the whole time. <laughs> like that was like yes, we get it. He's a centaur. You don't have to keep yeah, seeing yeah. him trotting all the time. Um, but otherwise, I kind of enjoyed him. Um, and one other confusing thing before I wrap up and give my score um, is the fact that when they want to send someone from from there up up to you know the surface world they have to put them in this capsule mm-hmm. that sends them up through molten lava at a you know 600 miles per hour whatever they said uh really dangerous but then like you also see the fairy craft going up through like this water prism thing <laughs> yeah. and going up that way and coming back yeah i don't know 
I didn't. I didn't get that. They didn't explain that. No, it's no. the one thing they didn't explain. Bad world building. Yeah, <laughs> very bad world yeah. building. I mean, overall, it's been a good year for um, Judy Dench. Hey, cats in this bad boy. You go, <sighs> Dame Judy, and she's like, I've, I've got such a great career. I can do I anything. Like, you know I feel like they they. They, were, they did, Kenneth Branagh and Dame Judi Dench did all is true together where they played Shakespeare. <laughs> and they're like, right, we're done. Yeah. And now we're going to do crap. We can um, make shit because we can. Yeah. It basically. won't hurt our career. We've reached our goals. <laughs> You're welcome, the society. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's, a, that's all right because Kenneth Branagh's got his next uh, Poirot movie to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Death on the Nile. Which should be good. That yeah. should be good. Yeah, yeah. Should be it good. should be. Fingers crossed. It yeah. should be Fingers crossed for that. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, if I can, how can I even score this out of five? I mean, part of me, the, the, the very generous part of me wants to give it a two, but then the realist of me wants to give it a one. So I suppose I'll give it a one and a half, <laughs> uh, just to kind of average the two parts of my brain out. So yeah, I mean, feel free to watch Artemis Fowl. Like Wayne said, mm. it's not boring. No, it's just not. And there's extras as well. What? Oh, the, um, On Disney Plus, yeah. there's, ex, there's extras. Yeah, I was having a look and there's extras as okay, well. Okay, maybe we'll have to... Maybe there's a couple of deleted scenes and the shortest is 15 seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me guess, the deleted and scenes the, that like make so much sense? Or did you watch them or no? No, no, no. I'm just having a look at if there was any. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Oh, and yeah, a, a lot of them is like meeting the characters and... Featurette stuff? Yeah, outtakes... One deleted scene, yeah. two, three, four. There's quite a few deleted scenes, but yeah, like Mike's saying, a minute. I think the longest one is the longest deleted scene is four minutes. Wow, that's a long deleted scene. Yeah. Usually those only go between like one or two minutes. Yeah. Well, some are once one's eighteen seconds, okay. one's fourteen seconds. So it's not. Yeah, it's like, hey, for, for the length that they are, you might as well put them in the film. Mm. Well, yeah. Oh, here we are. Mm. What about what about the uh, origins of Artemis Fowl? So you get to know it properly. Okay. Yeah. Is that but where I, the character development is? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> just w- watch the extra features, and that that that'll give you the information you need. Yeah. <laughs> Meet Artemis, and it's the scene, <laughs> and it's the scene with the um, uh, psychiatrist. <laughs> and that's it. Six okay. minutes. Okay. There we go. Wow. Jesus Christ. Um, Meet Holly. Seven minutes. Okay. Interesting. Creating the world in seven <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you took 94 minutes to create yes, the world. Yes, <laughs> and decided not to make a film. Yeah. Um, yes, just in closing, part mm. of me thinks, uh, you know, Disney was a bit happy when COVID happened mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, we have an excuse not to release this in theatres. Now, this movie <laughs> cost... We put it on Disney+. Plus. This movie cost $125 million. Yeah, I, I wish it was released in cinema. The, 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 the really mean part of me goes, I really wanted this released in cinema. Mm. I wanted it up for the Razzies. <laughs> I want, oh, it's going to be all over the Razzies next year. I wanted... I, I reckon you can. I though. wanted to see it only take $2 million at the box office. Um, you you know, I wanted to see that huge deficit. It should have made more records. That um, you, you want a bit of that? Was it Schadenfreude? Yeah. That, that <laughs> feeling of like, yes, I'm glad they're suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. um, but look, we we we've had to review quite a few bad movies <laughs> on this podcast. That's true. Admittedly, this out of you know, like we did the the wrong Missy. Mm. <laughs> um, we did Fully and I. We did Love Wedding Repeat. Yes. Yep. 
this movie is better than those other two, I have to say, for yeah, me. maybe. So, I, I, like, I actually think, I, even though I gave it, like, one and a half, which is kind of a, a more of an avoid, I think just to understand what everyone's talking about, watch it. Yeah, it's um, not. It's yeah. yeah. It's not, like yeah, don't subscribe to Disney Plus just for this. Oh no, no. But if you there's have better it, things on Disney Plus to watch. Yeah, but if you already have it, mm. yeah, whack it on. And if you yeah need to kill an hour and a half or something yeah. like you know if you're you know you're a parent and you need to keep the kids entertained for a little bit while you do some household chores. If you're a budding script writer, watch it. What not to do? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. 101. Yeah. Yes, 101. Yeah. Not to do 101. That's for sure. Yeah. But no, it's it's just, I think the the, the difference between uh, The Wrong Missy and probably I can speak for you guys with a lot of Wedding Repeat is that this one was just disappointing. Yeah. Because it had so much more potential. Yeah. Where, where at least I knew with The Wrong Missy going in, this is going to be a pile of shit. Oh um, so, but we won't talk about that. There's a whole podcast where we talk about that. So yeah, go fine. check that out. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yes, I guess that wraps it up. Those are our thoughts on Artemis Fowl. Those yes. are our, our reviews, our ratings, our recommendations to or not, not to. to. Yes. <laughs> not to watch this film. Uh, you know, take them as you will. Uh, but we have given you fair warning. Um, hopefully, uh, when it eventually, and we know it will eventually get uh, rebooted or retried or restarted by someone, maybe Disney. Uh, hopefully, they get it right second time. So fingers mm. crossed, because this this just really has so much potential. So uh, I would like to see it done justice one day. I think I think it's it's possible. They've just got to find the right screenwriter and the right director, and bam, sorted. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our rambles in popcorn culture. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's time to now check in with the world of Fred. What's mm. going on with Fred? Mm. Uh, I guess I'll start uh, or continue, as I sh- should say. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm still going with my journey through history. Mm-hmm. Yes. Almost. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying Very it. Very passionate. Yes. My passion. <laughs> <laughs> my passion for my main man, Michael Jackson. Yes. So celebrating 25 years of his um, iconic history album. can't believe that's 25 years ago. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely nuts. But I'm having so much fun reviewing all of them. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, I've been pretty busy the last last week to have one out every day I've done my best so that but there's basically been a video every day I think I've missed maybe one or two days but um yeah so I don't know what episode will be out tomorrow but uh so I'm not going to say what episode it is but just go check it out subscribe to Fred the Alien on YouTube absolutely for all the latest but Mm -hmm. yeah I'm having a lot of fun with that and this week Fuller and I are coming together pun intended Mm-hmm. for uh, an episode of Collectible Chaos Ooh. for the first time in a few months. Yes. yes. This is uh, exciting. Yes. You know, I love my Collectible Chaos. Yes, I know yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be fiddlingly, of course, and this is the reason I brought Collectible Chaos back, uh, I'm going to be talking about my top 10 favourite songs off the History album. Nice. So, yeah, I finished the script last night and I'm 
super happy with it. Great. Yes. Can't wait to watch this. Thank you. It's a really good script and I think it's going to be a fun video. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then we've got the monthly as well. Yep. So Ooh. lots going on mm-hmm. with the, the girls at Fred. Yes. Yes. Uh, Wayne. Yes, my dear. I listened to the wonderful uh, <laughs> Friday the 13th, 40th anniversary review. Yes. Thank Fred you. Walsh. How did it feel listening at listening back because yes, Kendall you guessed it on this I did guess yes. I was uh, guest star y- you and I spoke a lot about Friday the 13th and Phil was in there in the background yeah Phil <laughs> <laughs> just checking the levels yes, checking the <laughs> <laughs> Phil must have been the guest on that podcast and he, yes <laughs> I kind of took over um, yes. no we had a really wonderful chat it's a really uh, good episode yes good discussion good conversation yeah listen listen go listen yes and go watch the out. movie as well yes do it yes. 40 years old yes and then watch the other 11 <laughs> <laughs> yes because they'll get podcasts too at some stage I yes. promise you <laughs> I mean, well, look, now that, you know, the first, you know, Friday the 13th has had its 40th, yes. every other film's got to have one. Exactly, and most of them are released a year apart. Yeah. With the first, well, yeah, about the first eight, most of them are released one year apart. That's insane. Yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Absolutely. Yeah. Hardcore. Nice. Go check that out, people. Yeah, yeah, that, that's available now. That um, dropped on Thursday. Uh, hopefully this coming Thursday, there'll be another Fred Watch podcast um, celebrating Pride Month. So Woo. I'm going to work really hard on on doing that one. Uh, Philip and I review a gorgeous film to celebrate and acknowledge Pride Month. Uh, we did it in two separate studios, so it is taking me forever to edit. <laughs> now you know how I feel. I know, but you're just so much better at it than I am. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so hopefully another uh, another Fred Watch podcast out this week. And um, yeah, another interesting... Um, and passionate and heated uh, discussion uh, because, of course, um, you know, with something like Pride Month, which is really important and is, uh, uh, pol- you know, politically centric, really, because you're dealing with civil rights, um, obviously we go a little bit political. Um, just agree with me and we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Michael, what do you have going on with Fred? Uh, uh, with Fred... Um been mo- mostly going through old scripts and stuff trying to set up some stuff as well mm. uh, that little tidbit that um, I said uh, that I'm thinking of releasing is uh, coming a little bit closer it's just getting a bit difficult because I'm uh, inviting sa- some other people to help on board Ooh, so, hello. Mm. yeah yeah uh, doing that is slow, slowly creeping, but I'm also juggling work and family and all that. But you know, uh, times are tough, but we we keep we keep on the rails. Yeah. Have um, you been watching more of yeah. The Office? Uh, I've actually put that on hold for a second. I've actually banked up a couple, but uh, uh, trying to uh, trying to get them all set up so I'm actually comfortably that I can do something. Uh, that I can uh, release some, um, what's the word? Uh, routine. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that's if that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, been doing that and also adding on uh, uh, another TV show as well, Ooh, just hello. to mm-hmm. put put some other things on the on the weekend. Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't remember if I voiced it or not. No, no, all good. Uh, 
I think I said it last week. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. So keep him busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, nice very one. busy. <laughs> I'm a tired, I'm a tired little. Boy. <laughs> yeah, a uh, foolish Fuji. Yes. What are you up to, my dear? <laughs> Um, so, uh, last week I decided that along with, uh, Animal Crossing on Tuesdays, I've decided to start a new game on Thursdays. Uh, generally I play a random game on my Thursdays, on my Thursday streams, but this time around I decided to start, uh, Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered Ooh. for the Nintendo Switch. Um, Are they also on the Animal Forum? No. Okay. Not a gamer, I was just checking. <laughs> um, so, yes, I've started playing Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I've never played an Assassin's Creed game before, so this is a first for me. Um, so, part one is up on my YouTube. You can also rewatch the, the stream as well on Twitch if you're that way inclined. And um, <laughs> if you're a Twitcher, if you're a Twitcher, <laughs> um, but yes, so what I'm going to do now is every Thursdays until I finish the storyline, I'm going to continue with Assassin's Creed 3. Nice. Um, and so far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's interesting. It's very, it's a very different game style, gameplay style. I've never really played this sort of game before. I mean, I have played a little bit of Fable 3 on my Xbox 360, but mm-hmm. um, didn't really get too much into it. That doesn't really have much of a storyline specifically. It's very RPG. Yeah. Um, More of an just, open world. Yeah, story. sort of do your own thing, do side quests and missions and stuff like that. Whereas this one is literally um, you actually have to finish this storyline to understand what's happening throughout it, um, which at the moment I'm enjoying – it's a different, like, even even controlling the characters is really different. Um, I, you know, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be an assassin, which means I'm not supposed to be caught doing things. No, um, I'm supposed not supposed to hide in hay, hay barrels, bales, and exactly, all that stuff, and dive so, on the top of things. So um, I'm supposed to be, you know, unsuspected of things. But I, <laughs> throughout my fir- because it's my first time playing it, uh, there have been times where I, you know, the guards have seen me doing something suspicious. So I've had to fight really, you know. It was like chaos. And I'm like, oh no! And you can hear it in, you know, you can see it in my reaction of what's happening. And I'm like, damn it, why did I do that? (laughs) What's going on? Um, So yes, um, Animal Crossing's on Tuesdays, Assassin's Creed 3 on Thursdays from now on. Nice! (laughs) So part two will be coming out this week. So make sure to um, follow me on Twitch or subscribe to my YouTube channels. I've decided that I'm no longer going to be live streaming via YouTube because of technical difficulties. I've got to find a different way to stream on YouTube. Um, So now I'm only live streaming to Twitch. And then as soon as I'm done with the live stream, that stream will be uploaded straight to my YouTube channel for everybody to see. Okay. That same day. All right. So people still get to see it. You still get to watch it. You just won't be able to watch it live unless you're over on my Twitch channel. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's That's the only caveat with that. Uh, I am going to see if I can find a way to stream on YouTube, but it's probably going to be a different setup in that instance, and it might be a different day. So we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, there is also a lot of other uh, Foolish Fuji content you can check out on my YouTube channel. 
Um, there will be, <laughs> if I can get around to it, uh, there will be a Lego build coming up. Ooh, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll most likely be a pretty short one, but it's going to happen. Are you building the Michael Myers house? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it'll be either Harry Potter related or an ar- architecture one. So, yeah, okay. the Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, yes. yes. 40th anniversary. No. Yeah. Edition. No. Yes. <laughs> None of that. Yeah. There's lots of cabins. Stop getting up on me! <laughs> <laughs> or if you do part three, there's a farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I love. Hey, Fulia, when, when, <laughs> uh, yeah, Fulia, when are you going to play um, uh, Last of Us Two? No, because you should. You should because it's out and everyone's raving about it. I don't do have it. the new gen consoles. What? Well, pay me and I will play. And shit. <laughs> pay me and I'll get it. Can't you play the Friday Thirteenth game when you no. can't have consoles? No. Yes. No. <laughs> I play it with you. I can be a guest. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> The listenator. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it with Foolish Fuji at the moment. Nice. Yes, so keep up with that if you can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe, people. Yes. Do it. Can't wait to see you build Jason's hut. <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so. Will you do the one in part two or yeah. the one in the remake, which is a lot more intricate? Oh, it's a, it's a surprise. Okay. Well, it's a surprise, Kenny. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Surprise, Mike. She- surprise, yeah. And that was a podcast on <laughs> Time for the Fred plugs. <laughs> oh, we're getting right to it. Oh, shit. I'm not even ready. Okay. All right. So, remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Productions, follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Oh, Kendall's far gone. So for Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, FredTheAlienProductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get uh, apparel, uh, home decor, bag stationery, and Legos from Friday the 13th. With our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Uni bombs, incompetent gamers, our live stations, and more! That was the Fred plug! Yeah, it was! Oh, with morning. previews of Full Year's Lego build! <laughs> I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Full Year Cantor And I've been. Michael Lister! <laughs> and you, and you just, just experienced experience a podcast called Fred. Yeah, you have. Freddie Live. <laughs> <laughs> but but Fulia is building the Jason hut. Uh, I can't I believe finally Fulia's gone from Michael to Jason. Yay! <laughs> She's gonna kill you. Yes. <laughs> Michael to Jason, she's still gonna kill you. Yeah, but Wayne, once she had Freddy, she won't go back to <laughs> Neddy. Look, Nettie. it's no secret Jason's got a much bigger machete than Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy's just got his fingers, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> Scene. Remember to eat well, me. Thanks for listening, guys. Again. Don't know where. I don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some Sunday day. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> I think that's how it goes. Yes. Hey. 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 And Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you.